welcome to another Vet Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield and I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Check out all our other amazing blogs and podcasts at VetTeamTraining.com. Today I want to talk to you about a very important topic that honestly I'm tired of ranting about. What we're doing with our new hires is not appropriate. I know that it is the norm to take your brand new hire and on day one make sure that they are in their scrubs or their client service representative uniform and you just put them to work right away. That brand new technician or assistant is set off drawing blood or monitoring anesthesia. Your brand new veterinarian is doing spays and neuters on their very first day and your client service representative is answering phone calls and dealing with difficult clients on day one. It's not okay. This is not normal in any other industry. We need to develop out a comprehensive orientation program because what we are currently doing to our new hires is setting them up to fail and then they are quitting. And here's the thing. When they quit, they're unhappy. They came to this new hospital and they were super excited. It seemed like it was going to be a good fit for them. But then you ruined them because you just threw them to the wolves and threw them on the floor and they leave and they tell all of their veterinary colleagues, friends and family about what a miserable experience it was. So you don't just lose that one employee, you actually lose at least probably another 15 to 20 minimally. We need to stop doing this. We need to start developing out comprehensive orientation programs. Now I don't wanna hear about the fact that, well, Amy, we need someone now. Hey, listen, we all need someone now. Everybody is short-staffed. We have been short-staffed since the dawn of time. This is not a new problem. Even when I graduated from vet tech school in the 90s, we were short-staffed then. It was hard to find enough staff for a veterinary hospital. And listen, I get it. Over the 23 years in veterinary medicine, there have been some time periods where we're more short-staffed than our usual short-staffed. Right now seems like it. In 2019, 2020, and probably going on for at least a couple more years, we're in a significant shortage, more so than our usual shortage. But we're always in a shortage. If we take the time to orient a new hire appropriately, they're more likely to stay with us. And it's estimated that in some of our hospitals where we lose new hires, it's about 30%. 30% of our new hires leave within the first six months because they're so miserable, because they haven't been trained appropriately, and they feel like they're a failure. And then here's the thing. The rest of the team thinks they're a failure. And the rest of the team gives up on them because they are failing because we didn't actually train them appropriately. So we need to develop out these orientation periods. And honestly, if you're short-staffed another three to four weeks because that new hire is training appropriately, who cares? Because you're setting that new employee up for success. Okay, so let's dive into the successful 90-day orientation. Most big companies and other industries use 90 days as a marker. And every 30 days, you should have a new goal. But I like to break down the first two weeks because the first two weeks are probably the most important. The first two weeks are crucial to any new employee. The very first day should just be orientation. They should learn where things are. They should be introduced to the team. Perhaps even consider buying everybody in the hospital lunch to welcome the new team member. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Instead of just getting thrown to the wolves on your very first day. 
On the second day, that's where maybe you can pair them up with somebody in their department, but they should still not be wearing their uniform or their scrubs or their front desk outfits, whatever it is. They should just come in regular clothes that they're comfortable in. And the second day is where they start to learn and shadow somebody, learn where the computer system, what it is, how to answer the phone, or even the layout of the hospital. And maybe on the third day, that's when they can don scrubs or office attire with the understanding that they're still paired up with someone and they're not going to be a solo act. Wouldn't that be on a really amazing first week just to shadow people, just to learn where things are? That's how it should be. And again, your hospital's already short-staffed and you're going to continue to be short-staffed. So do it right the first time so that you don't keep rotating through employees like they're going out of style. And ultimately, we see 30-day goals. So the first 30 days is where we get the new employee comfortable. They should be paired up with a mentor that checks in with them routinely. And the mentor is there to be a friend, not a boss. It's not there to tell them all the things they're doing wrong. Certainly coach them to the right direction. But too many people are thrown onto the floor. And I hear from teams, well, nobody told me how to do that. No one helped me when I showed up here. That's actually a form of hazing and bullying. It's just not nice. And we have to teach our teams that it's everybody's job to help the new hire out. And I don't care what happened in the past. And I don't care that no one helped you. You're amazing. Yay, you. This new hire, we're going to do things right because we're trying to create a team culture and climate within our hospital. Our first 30 days is where our mentor is supportive and helpful And at the end of the 30 days, our new employees should simply be comfortable with the hospital's culture. They should know where the location and tools are that are needed to perform their job. They should learn about the hospital's policies. And here's the big thing. They should perform what they know to the best of their ability, but don't expect them to perform to the highest level because they're not there to prove themselves on the first 30 days. Too often, we pile on a high surgical caseload count for our new veterinarian in the first 30 days. We don't want them to prove themselves. We want them to get comfortable with the new equipment and where everything is. It's simply not fair to say, hey, I'm going to need you to do 25 spays and neuters today on your first week. What? And then we wonder why they're so burnt out and angry they even took this job. Again, they're not here to prove themselves. They're here to get comfortable in the position. So our 60-day goal is where the new employee starts to feel like they are part of the team. Again, 30 days, our only goal is for them to just feel comfortable in our hospital. At 60 days now, they should be feeling like they're part of the team. They should be getting used to the policies in the daily routine. They should become comfortable with the hospital's culture. And maybe they're given a little bit more responsibility based off their prior performance. It's possible during a second month to maybe train a few more skills. But during this time, they still have a mentor and a friend that checks in with them. It's important to continue to assign them a decreased patient load until they're more comfortable with more. And they should have periodic conversations with whoever their manager or supervisor is. Ideally, their manager and supervisor, if it's not their mentor, should be checking every week or two weeks with how it's going. Addressing any concerns up front is a timely manner is imperative. 
too often, again, our brand new employees tossed onto the floor, fed to the wolves, and at the end of 90 days, the manager or supervisor sits them down and tells them everything that was terrible about their first 90 days of employment. And then we wonder why they never excel as an employee. I have no idea, right? The goals during the second month really should just, again, be comfortable with those policies and dailies routines, give them a little bit more responsibilities, maybe add in a few more new skills. They should be comfortable, but not necessarily functioning at 100%. And I hear what some of you saying, but I need my veterinarian on the second month to be cutting at the highest caseload possible. No, you don't. You're still going to be short-staffed. And if this new employee doesn't feel comfortable and they get burnt out, well, then they're going to leave. And then you're going to be even more short-staffed. So again, just do it right. And we're going to have employees for life. So by 90 days, now the new employees are actively contributing to the hospital. At this point, they should be able to complete all the treatments and tasks independently. They should be fully comfortable with the position and we can start teaching new skills at this point. At the end of 90 days, this is where we should check in with their manager and supervisor. And here's the thing, it's not a 90 day probation period. Can you please stop calling it that people? My goodness, what a terrible negative connotation. Here's this brand new employee and we're gonna set them up on a 90 day probation period because we assume they suck. I mean, that's what we're saying to them. We think you're so terrible, you got to go right on to probation. It's not a 90-day probation period. What did they do wrong? They got hired. Where's the crime in that? This is a 90-day orientation period. If you have to call it anything, call it an orientation period or call it a training period. Wouldn't be nice. I just want you to envision this. Let's all kind of close our eyes and listen to the words that I'm about to say. show up to your first day on your job and you're dressed in street clothes that you're comfortable with and your new manager or supervisor says to you, Amy, thank you so much for joining our team. We have a comprehensive 90-day training period that's going to get you up to speed with our hospital's policies and procedures, make you comfortable with the team's climate and culture, and really get you part of the team. We don't want you to have to worry about performing at your highest capacity on day one. In fact, for this first week, I just wanted you to shadow people and really get to know the team. I'm buying lunch for everybody in this hospital later on today, so you'll have to tell me if you have any uh, special dietary restrictions or anything. But we really want to make sure that you feel comfortable during this first 90 days. I've also paired you up with a mentor, and they're going to be there for you and answer any questions and they're going to check in with you. And I'm also going to check in with you probably every other week. But if you have any questions or concerns, I want you to come to me so that we can address them up front. I really just want this to be a good first 90 days so that at the end of it, you're really happy with your decision of joining our practice because we think you're going to make an amazing new addition to our family. You probably would be speechless. You probably wouldn't know what to say. Because pretty much almost every hospital that you've ever worked at probably didn't have a 90-day training or orientation period. They probably just hired you, you started working, and you had to figure it out. At the end of 90 days, you probably didn't even have a meeting. Those things are very real and rampant and infectious in our veterinary medicine culture. Unfortunately, we have to stop that. 
At the end of 90 days, you want to have a discussion with them on how you, they are doing. It isn't about performance issues. In fact, I would suggest not bringing up any performance issues during that final meeting at the end of 90 days. It's just to serve as a final check-in with the employee. How did the training go? How did the orientation go? Perhaps there's something that could be improved upon for future hires. How do they like the position? What career goals do they want to set for themselves? And so really those goals in the last 30 days of that 90 days is that they should be able to complete all their tasks and skills independently required of the position. They should be comfortable in the hospital. They should be fully integrated into the team at this point and they should learn a few new skills. The key to any great successful 90-day orientation is that the manager or supervisor does check-ins throughout. Again, you're not going to just throw the book at them at the end of 90 days and talk about all the performance issues they had. That's not okay. Instead, interaction should be about 15 to 30 minutes in length where you just talk to the new hire and it could be that you just grab them off the floor quickly or just check in with them. Ideally, weekly is best, but at least bi-weekly. They have to know that you care and that you're invested in how they're doing at the hospital. Every new hire is a little bit different in their comfort level. For some, they come in and they're feeling very comfortable and they're raring to go. Even for those, slowly wean them in. But you can probably get them up to their full capacity a lot sooner than someone who has a lot of hesitation and nerves. And it's fair to have a lot of hesitation and nerves. They probably had a really bad experience in another veterinary hospital. They were probably thrown in, dropped in the middle of a treatment room floor, not given any direction, probably don't even have a job description. Don't get me started. They have no idea what they're doing. Then there's some weird hazing ritual in which no one will help them. And then the team starts talking about them behind their back because they're failing miserably. They walk out feeling completely broken down and they tell all of their veterinary colleagues about the mistrust and the mistreatment that happened in that hospital. And then here's the thing in those hospitals. They build themselves up a very bad reputation and no one wants to go and work there. Please, I'm begging you, don't do this to your new hires. Develop a great, successful 90-day orientation and listen to your new hires with how it went. You should be able to tweak it and modify it so that in the future when new hires come on, it will be even more successful. I hope this podcast helps you and guides you to developing out your own wonderful, fantastic 90-day orientation program. In the very least, please don't drop your new hires onto the treatment floor and run. That's just not fair. Check out all my other amazing blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com and keep on being a unicorn.